0: It is good to be back. Back with another installment of Die on this Hill, My buddy David Hastings. How you doing, Dave?
1: Oh, considering I know where some of this uh, experience is gonna go, I am I'm somewhat good and somewhat just miserably depressed, but you would think I'd be used to it by now. so um, I'm trying I'm, I'm trying to cope and, and move on with my my life as I can.
0: It was a rough week for you. I got to be honest, like it, uh, this was a game lock. We I mean, it should have been an absolute slam dunk. The record at home 16 and over the last uh, over the last 16. I mean, everything going in their direction. Come back from uh, Philly being, you know, starting the season 10 and one looking like they're running away with the division. Come back, win the division, get the two seed. Get what could be multiple home games in the playoffs.
1: Oh no, it's a guaranteed two home games. Uh, it's a guarantee if they gar- won, guaranteed, guaranteed, guaranteed two home
0: games. Home games, and then anything could have happened. You could end up with an NFC Championship game there too. This is to me a collapse of epic perfor- proportions. This is one that you know I was talking a little bit with Fife the other night that you know gotta cost McCarthy his job. Yeah, you know, people were calling for it at halftime. I mean, it was an embarrassment. And yeah, I just I'm going to give you a minute here with this game, but then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep it moving. I'm not going to dwell on it for you. But uh, this has got to be an absolute soul crusher from what quarter one
1: literally after I told what I say to you last week. If Green Bay got ahead early, Dallas is going to be in trouble. Not saying they couldn't win, but if Green Bay got ahead early, Dallas could be in trouble. Guess what? Green Bay thought the same exact thing. They won the toss when most teams that win the toss are going to defer so that they can have the chance to get the back-to-back at the end of the first half and the second half. Green Bay chose to receive, drove the ball right down Dallas's throat and put up seven, and from there, it was a steamroll. Dallas had zero passing yards in the first quarter. Zero. There are so many things, and I'm just going to address this. Are you blaming Dak? Oh, there's, there's blame all over the place to go around. Dak is just one of many. He's at towards the top of the list. My first two fingers directly get pointed at Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn. Um, I mean, if you want to talk about how bad this game was, you know, people were calling for McCarthy to be fired, you know, by halftime. Um, Shanahan came out and, you know, in his presser yesterday and said that he started preparing for Green Bay halfway through the second quarter. Now, if you want to smack in the face. I don't know what hurts more. I mean, San Fran knocks Dallas out two week, two years in a row. And then their head coach gets to make a statement like that after Dal- Dallas is the two seed and gets knocked out. But there is blame to go all over the place, um top to bottom. And, you know, I I I said this on last night on the uh This is Sports Zone podcast last night. Dallas got to 12 and 5. NFC East division champs and the number two seed this year because they use pre-stat snap motion fifth most in the league they played played man coverage most in the league and they go into this game they barely use pre-stat motion and they're playing zone coverage. Their first third and long, their first pass rushing situation, their first chance to unleash Micah Parsons and the rest of that Dallas Cowboys pass rush, third and eight. They line Parsons up over to the center, and he has caused havoc there all year long. And what do they do but drop seven in coverage, rush four, and one of those seven in coverage is Micah Parsons. What are you doing? Like, if I'm going to get knocked out, right? If I'm going to lose anything that I want to win, I'm going to lose that game, event, contest. Hell, me and you talk about playing darts, all these different things, right? I don't care what it is. If is. I'm going to lose. I am going to play the way that got me there, not the way that I think miraculously is going to change things up. And that... To me, the second Dallas's coaching staff made those decisions, this game was over, which tells me this game was over. So
0: is it on McCarthy or is it on the D coordinator?
1: It's on both of them. It's on both of them. It's on. I mean you're playing two high safeties while you got while you know Green Bay wants to run the ball with Aaron Jones and you're playing two deep safety. Offensively, you knew you struggled to run the ball. You don't use pre stat motion. Then your wide receivers are struggling to get open against a secondary that's really not that good. Even with Jari Alexander back, I mean, still not that good. And your offensive line actually played pretty damn well in pass protection. But your pass rusher pass rush was basically non existent. Your coverage was a joke because you went from man to zone, which makes literally no sense to me. But I I think it all goes back to this, and I mean all the years I've done these things with you. It goes back to the top. If you're an organization, if you're a business, right? You're not a, 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 a sports team, right? You're not a franchise. You're a business. If your business continuously fails, you know, I work in sales, right? If we constantly every year we're hitting 90%, If my team's only selling 90%, 88%, 95%, 92%, at some point or another, those above me are going to say, what are you doing wrong that you can't get your team to 100%? It It has to go to the top. And I've said it for years and years on end. Jerry Jones is the biggest problem. He cares more about money than anything else. He's the only owner with his own radio show. He's the only owner that does post-game interviews after every single game, win or lose. He's the only owner that is constantly in the news. Uh,
0: not to interrupt, but I mean, Jim Irsay has been making some noise. Not just today, but I mean in recent years. So, I mean, I'm going to say he's not the only owner.
1: But is Jim Irsay ta- has Jim Irsay been talked about every single week of the NFL season for the last 20 plus years? No. Okay, that's that's. Well, the there's point only one Jerry Jones. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. You were gonna waste. Look, I understand people knocking Romo. I understand people not being able knocking Dak. They each had their flaws. I understand that. But when it's all said and done, if this continues, which there's no reason to think it's not going to. Now, obviously. Eight months from now, nine months from now, when the new season starts, I'm going to have high hopes again. I'll get all sucked in. I'm I'm like that meme. you got to have right? a new coach, though, right? right? It's got to uh, be I'm with a new coach. I don't think they get rid of McCarthy. I think Dan Quinn's the one that has to fall on the sword. And I think Jerry's basically going to say to him, Dan, I don't want to uh, fire you. Take one of the head coaching jobs that you get offered. Because if you don't, I am gonna fire you. Is he gonna get offered a head coaching job though? That's the thing. Is there's no guarantee of that. I think I actually think Seattle is gonna offer him a job. I think that with the roots that they have, the fan base always has always loved him. He was the leader, you know. He was the coordinator for that Legion of Boom, um, you know, Super Bowl winning, you know, defensive coordinator. You know, got the Falcons to to the Super Bowl.
0: So the member berries, they're gonna. He's gonna, you know. It's all about the member berries.
1: I, I, I mean, if you're a fan at some point, you're going to I mean, look, if you told me that uh, Jimmy Johnson wanted to come back and coach, man, I, I'd jump on that bandwagon in a heartbeat. And I'm pretty sure most of Cowboys Nation would as well. So, but yeah, I mean, look, I, I've talked. I, I was so upset on Sunday. Amanda looked at me after the game. She's like, I'm just going to go in the bedroom and watch TV. I'm like, that's probably best. I basically did not talk the rest of that day. Um, had a hard time sleeping, woke up in a crap mood, and then I work with a whole bunch of giant fans in my office. But then I'm also aligned to an office in Allentown, PA, so I work with a bunch of Eagles fans. So needless to say, I didn't I, I didn't hear the end of it, and it took me till about eight thirty nine o'clock on uh, Monday night before I actually cracked a smile again since before the game. So I'm finally moving on. Uh, I figured this show would uh, be the uh, the final uh, nail in the cowboys 2023 uh nfl season for me yeah and let's, uh let's get I off like the cowboys on. Now. So yeah, yeah so, I,
0: so to get off of there i want to i want to go to two things one so an absolutely ridiculous stat that i almost couldn't believe because i was like wait a second this franchise has been around forever you tell me nobody has more than this in all the playoffs they've been to but i didn't realize that aaron jones has now become the uh career rushing td in the playoffs for green bay he now has the most career rushing TDs at six. No,
1: really, nobody. Wow.
0: Green Bay has more than six rushing well, TDs in playoffs. You know what, though, and I look back I'm like, I'm on like Deshaun Green days. I look back on like I feel like somebody should have had more I, than six touchdowns.
1: I know, but when you really think about it, you had the gunslinger and Favre, and then you had this gunslinger and Rodgers.
0: Yeah, I, I, I hear I, you. I, I hear you. They didn't focus much on the run. I mean, but that I,
1: is still very surprising to me.
0: And then the. Other surprising stat to me was how close, and this will transition us to the next game here, but uh, how close Jordan Jordan Love's performance was to... Uh,
1: CJ Stroud. Yeah. yeah, it was I mean, crazy. Both crazy. were
0: 16 of 21. Love, 272. CJ, 274. Both three TDs. Both a QBR of 157.2. So, I mean, they had almost identical days, two-yard drive, identical days. That's unbelievable for two young quarterbacks in their first year starting in the NFL. Granted, Love's been around a couple years, but he sat first-year starters making some noise in the playoffs. I feel like this is the type of energy the NFL wants to see um, because, again, it's promoting their young talent. And, again, it's, uh, you know... Yeah, no, and,
1: and I think it's a great transition because if if we were going to transition to this game, I was going to say, not only do you have those basically identical stat lines, they came against two of the top five defenses in the league. Yeah. Miles uh,
0: Garrett uh, wasn't as big a fact. Early in the game, he looked like he was going to be a monster. He was getting in the in it, You know, he was he was being disruptive early, I feel like. And then as the game wore on shroud and houston just got better and better
1: oh god and, and then back Stroud to back throws pick such sixes. a nice ball too and
0: then back to back pick six that well, killed i mean that put the nail
1: yeah that was the end of the game i mean once you i mean the first one maybe you survive you do back to back i mean you're literally talking and they came after a houston score right like when that happens i mean you you basically just gave up 17, 21 points, whatever it was, before your offense even gets a real shot to score points. Like you just shut down. You like literally took yourself out of the game. And uh, I look, I think the Joe Flacco story was fun. To me, it, it it beats out the uh you know Tommy Cutlet's story because of the you know, a little bit longer of success enjoyed and also well, that because he Tommy Cutler to became playoffs. a joke.
0: And I'm a giant fan, and I can honestly say that. It 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 turned into something that the fan base could have rallied behind and it could have been fun for everybody. It could have been Lynn Sanity, and instead became a joke. Instead became, you know, a punchline. Instead became that guy dressed as a Goomba on the sidelines. Yeah. Like an idiot. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't do that kind of stuff. And you know, we talked with my buddy Brian the other night at the party and like he how adamantly upset was he about that situation and now yeah. he's a guy who is um you know a NFL uh uh
1: lawyer well no no, no but also
0: he he represents you know, people for the NFL, too. He's like an agent. Yeah, agent. Yeah, yeah.
1: But, well, yeah, you actually have to have some legal idiot. background to be an agent because of the contract. And oh, yeah, no. It, and, and he
0: was, I mean, he, he literally was talking about how it made a absolute mockery yeah. of the entire situation, how, you you know, he should be embarrassed. The Giants should be embarrassed because they had, they let that on the sidelines. You can't tell me you didn't know and see that guy walking through the tunnel and somebody didn't go, whoa. Yeah. Dable didn't go, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. Where
1: do you think you're going? Yeah, like, nah.
0: Get up to the booth, like get yeah. out of here, like go sit somewhere else. You're not on the sidelines. Yeah, like
1: you sit in the locker room, and, and watch that's the game. where that's... to
0: me it jumped the shark. That's to me where it went too far and became an absolute, you know, laughing stock as opposed mm. to something that the fan base could rally around. And yeah, so get off my crappy Giants and Tommy DeVito. Uh, I just hope they could develop him into a, into a solid backup quarterback. That's all I hope because I'm going to say we don't got to pay eight, nine, you know, seven, eight, nine million dollars for guys like
1: Tyrod Taylor.
0: Let's be honest, put that money into the line, put that money into, you know, the trenches somewhere, put it into a- any pay De- other position.
1: Pay Dexter Lawrence again, because the guy's that good. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, but no, I of those
0: contracts, you to be coming up before you know it. You know, you're going to need some money for him if you want to keep him around. So they're, they're going to have to do something. But to get back on this game, uh, looking ahead, I think this. This Houston team could be dangerous, but they're running up against a really tough Baltimore team. I know we're going to get into that game. I'm excited to get into that game because I think it could be maybe the best game of the weekend. We'll get into that later. Um, Lions, Rams. I don't know. Did you see any of that game?
1: Um. So I was basically curled up in the fetal position, crying on the floor when that game kicked off. Uh, so, no, I, I did. I, I w- saw
0: the beginning. And the beginning was straight fireworks. The beginning was score, score, score. I mean, I think there was five straight possessions maybe where they scored. Like, somebody scored, whether it was a Rams line, ran, and then the second half just shut down. Like, literally shut down.
1: Yeah, I mean, you get get, uh, 38 points scored between the two teams in the first half and nine total uh, scored in the second half. So that is a tale of two halves, and I I think – you know a lot of times first half was fun uh, i got to uh, tell yeah, you
0: uh, it was it was back and forth it was explosive but to see the it, to see the adjustments both teams had to make at halftime and the way the lions came out and defended that lead they they get some credit for that and i i, I got to be honest detroit is probably like the team i'm pushing for most in the playoffs here because they're just the most fun. I just want to see the tryhards keep trying. Hard. Yeah, I mean thirty-one, I 31
1: years since your last playoff win. Yeah, I, I mean, mean that's unbelievable. Like they, even the Cowboys have playoff wins since then. They got a Super Bowl, uh, two Super Bowls <laughs> since then. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> shit. But no, I I, I hate you. Um, but no, for real though, I I mean I I didn't get to watch much of the game. Um, some of the things I did see though, uh, afterwards, one of them was Dan Campbell in the locker room and in front of the entire team, you know, looks at Jared Goff and he said you're good you're you're fucking good enough for us. And that alone tells you why this team plays for him. Why those guys go out there and give it what they have, why they were able to get the 3 seed, why they've been able to turn it around. Um, you know, when you when you hear that from your head coach, I don't care what position, but when you hear that from your head coach, especially in front of every guy on your team, and you're talking practice squad players your training staff your assistant coaches when he says something like that loud and proud in front of everybody about you i mean it just it, it's got to mean the world to goff and i mean goff's never done anything wrong to me and so i'm happy to see him have this resurgence with the lions after a, a really disappointing departure from the rams i'm sure from his perspective but it looks like in the long run that that trade worked out for both teams
0: yeah but i gotta be honest though the the reports coming out about the way they treated Stafford's family and, like, his wife and, like, they...
1: Oh, the Boo Birds and, and like, some of the crap that the fans did? Oh, they were they were, they were were rougher
0: than they should have been and rougher on Stafford because, listen, the guy didn't ask to be traded. Like, no. he didn't... He tried hard for that organization, too. He was a part of that try-hard team, uh, you know, before they, they they made that trade. And, listen, like you said, it worked out for both teams. So I think Lions fans need to kind of look back on Stafford as pretty good days. Like yeah. they they weren't bad days for Lions fans. They were they always had a chance. You always felt like they could at least chuck it around the field even if they gave up 100. You thought they could at least score with somebody. Um so I think they were a lot rougher on Stafford than they should have been. And for that, that's the only thing that I'll say. I'm a little bit disappointed on the Detroit fans for cuz they should have been more focused on cheering on Goff and cheering on that team than they were focused on their efforts on Stafford. And, and
1: I th- I think Stafford deserves all the respect he can get from, from that, that fan base. He he went out there, played hard for them year in and year out. I mean, look, yeah, but it's crazy to think. Like, would they have booed Barry Sanders if he got traded instead of retired? Would they have booed Calvin Johnson if he got traded instead of retired? Right? Like, I mean, that... that that to me raises that like you know what kind of fan base are you right like and I get it you're in the heat of the moment your first home playoff game in, in thirty you know thirty years but no matter what that man gave you everything he had for what eight years nine years like he's the reason you own his jerseys probably like you probably have a Stafford jersey in your closet but you're booing him like I mean that but yeah you know, again fans short for fanatic and. Same reason why I was curled up in the fetal position. Like why yeah. a sporting event affecting my emotions like that and me crying <laughs> like a big baby that didn't get speaking his freaking of, toy.
0: Speaking of curled up in the fetal position, how, how about those dolphins?
1: Yeah, I, I missed big on that one. I I I'll own that. I really thought they had a chance, man, and as that weather forecast kept dropping and dropping and and the worst part is I was um I had my, you know, buddy's, you know, 40th birthday. That I was at, so I didn't see the beginning of the game. And then uh, you know, I got to watch some of it, but by the time I got to watch any of it, like you already could tell the game was over. Like Oh yeah. I mean, Tua Tua looked like, like he wish he was, he was back in Miami. Like a popsicle. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think honestly, I think the best thing that came out of that whole game is the Andy Reid uh, mustache. <laughs> I mean, that that's probably the best thing that came out of the game. But, I mean, my, for Miami, it goes back to what we talked about last week. Your entire playoff hopes were right there in front of you in Week 18 against Buffalo. And you let them take it from you on your home field. Yep. So you suffered the consequences of it. Uh, there's no other way to put it. Oh, I, and
0: they suffered. They suffered big time because they got... It was... It was not a fun day for Miami. They are going back to the drawing board now. because you're going to have to figure something out because eventually Buffalo is not going anywhere anytime soon. Kansas City's not going anywhere anytime soon. And if you got to go back to these places and play, you're either going to have to really sure up the regular season. Make sure you got that home field advantage for yourself or find a better way to deal with the cold. Because right now it looks like that's all they need to do is get sent to a cold weather city and
1: they're done for. And let's not forget. Cincinnati still almost made the playoffs without Burrow. It gets cold there too. It gets cold there. Lake effect snow, hence they had to move a, another game to Monday because of that type of lake effect snow. Guess what? That same weather that hit Buffalo, that weather would have hit Cincinnati as well. So, they, they, they. I mean, Cincinnati is obviously you know what you do for me lately, right? You, you, you didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, you, you were an up and down team all year. I still think they hid something about Burrow's injury because I don't know how a man that's thrown a football his whole life ran, goes to throw a football and all of a sudden just drops it and can't throw a ball the rest of the year. So, but NFL cleared him, so whatever. Um, yeah, I, I, that Miami Miami's going to be a team that needs to be able to win their division. They're going to be a team that, and just the way they their their, you know the coaching style that they have, the way they play offensively. Um, now, I will say this. If Miami's defense was completely healthy, they lost their three top pass rushers throughout the season, including losing, um, uh, was it Leonard Floyd? No, Leonard Floyd was in uh, with the Rams. Um, Melvin Ingram, I believe it was, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, look, I get it. Melvin Ingram's no longer in his prime, but he, you know, they used him, they spelled him in for pass rushing situations, and he played well. They lost him two weeks before the season ended. They lost, what's his name, um, against the Jets in the middle of the season. Like, they, they lost some of their best defensive pass rushers, specifically, early in the, you know, throughout the year. And if you want to mess with Mahomes, you got to get to him. And that's where they really struggled. And when Mahomes has a lot of time, I could go run routes, and he'll still put up 300 yards. Like,
0: Yeah, but yeah. I got to tell you, though, they I think they found something special with the kid Rice. I think they found their next... Hill, their next, like, number one. I think they found that next guy. He seems to be coming on. He came on late, you know, in the year. He's had some good games. He put up eight for 130 with a TD this past week. He seems to be the up-and-coming guy that's getting the most trust outside of guys like uh, Kelsey or Pacheco or, you know, some of these other guys, you know. Um, He could be a really valuable weapon for them. And I look at him as what could be the next star for them and the next guy that could because they've been they've been they've been needing
1: a he tyree freaking replay. better this team's packing their bags and going home and it's not to host the afc championship game
0: uh, listen this game against buffalo is a really good one as well because it both teams could play in cold so the weather is not going to affect either team and they play a similar style of ball where you could you know listen mahomes has got the better of Allen, you know but at the same time you know, I yeah. We kind of mentioned pre-show. Is it the next? You know, Brady Manning. You know, and maybe it is, maybe it isn't. We'll get there. I think we got what one more game left to talk uh, we about. Got, before we, we got
1: two, but I feel like one is going to take about two seconds because we literally talked about it last week for only two seconds because we fi- we figured it would be a blowout, and mm-hmm. though it looks closer on the scoreboard and only a fourteen point um, win by Buffalo, um, it was a blowout. I mean, I, look. I think the only thing that to at bring up in this game was was the 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 complaints about well, Josh Allen faked the slide and that's how he got his fifty-plus yard rushing touchdown. I've seen the replay. He doesn't look like he's trying to slide. He looks like he's shifting his shoulder, which I can understand your initial reaction, and these guys don't want to get you know the personal foul penalty. But last I checked, giving up fifteen yards is better than giving up fifty-two last i checked so hit them figure it out but i mean the fact that they got burnt like that look i think buffalo might be the most dangerous team in the playoffs i mean you know they we always say right who's the hottest team who's hot right who's going in hot right i look at you know going back to that green bay dallas game which i really don't want to talk about this game anymore and i can't help it as a cowboys fan but like Green Bay had to play their asses off for the last, what, five weeks? I think they went 4-1 in the final five weeks, including winning their last three games. They were hot. Yeah, they won their last three games to get themselves in. They were hot. Dallas lost to Buffalo, then lost to Miami. Not. And and then beats, uh, you know, a crappy Washington team. Crap Washington, to me, yeah, I can see. Like, this isn't college football where you put, you know, Alabama versus you know William Patterson University, so they can score eighty points and build momentum going into the year. Like Buffalo was six and six, like they were six and six, and end of the year at what eleven and eleven and six. So they won five in a row to get there, and I think they could be the scariest team in a, uh, re- remaining. Um, obviously, we don't know what our buy teams in Baltimore and San Fran are going to put on the table. We have high expectations, but. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, I'm not shocked by this result. I don't think you are. Tom, no, Tomlin's we, don't, we don't have to spend any time yeah. on
0: this, like you said, because, again, it was very predictable. It was what we all thought it would be, even with the, the Pittsburgh's lucky the weather was as bad as it was because it's the only reason this game's even this close. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm glad to hear, though, Tomlin's not going anywhere.
1: I, he shouldn't. I mean, look, I, Tomlin's one of the few names where if you told me he was leaving, I'd be like, yeah, McCarthy, you can go. Bring me Mike Tomlin. Yeah. I, I will take a guy that can never go finish under 500 with some of the rosters he's had since Big Ben has left that is just beyond impressive and he's in
0: the playoffs almost every year too like they they are consistent yeah, they, so. it, he
1: is consistent
0: and yeah the Steelers would be stupid to let him go anytime soon I mean talking about
1: consistency or lack thereof.
0: i think that that brings us (laughs) to
1: our last game of wild card philly as far as
0: teams sliding into the playoffs i
1: mean dude 10 and one then you get spanked by san francisco and the blueprint was out there yep keep jalen hurts in the pocket contain the run and they're beatable and the worst part is over this stretch of seven games where they won one and six including their loss on monday And their only win was against the Giants in Philly, where the Giants actually had the chance to win. Like, they averaged less than 17 rushing attempts a game. Yet you've got one of the best rush offensive lines in the entire league, arguably the best. What are you doing? So they were
0: doing from the start, though. They they came out with a bad game plan. There's, we talked about it last week that something's not right with the Eagles. They, Sirianni, I mean, could be out, but if he is, I think he gets picked up by somebody in 10 seconds being a Super Bowl winning head coach. I think somebody gives winning. him a chance. Didn't they win the Super Bowl nah. like two years? ago? Oh no, that was Peterson, that right? Was Doug Peterson. That was Peterson. Screw
1: Sirianni, man. I'm not getting. So then, letting, no, yeah. I ain't letting anybody give him credit for shit. I can't stand. For most some reason, I had him in, in my
0: mind instead of Peterson. But yeah. that's right. Then Peterson left and went to Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah All right. sir. Yes, yeah, sir. All right. So never mind. This guy's never won nothing. So he's probably out then. I mean. He's he should be out along with McCarthy. To be honest, both of them should be out. Um, the Eagles fans will, uh, I mean, riot and mayhem and eat horse poop and stuff if they uh, yeah. don't get rid of this guy. And in the meantime, the Bucks, another team, ended the season uh, playing well, did what they needed to do to win the division, have some weapons, and were able to go
1: out and beat up on the Eagles. It wasn't even a game. No, It, it- really wasn't for the first quarter on. It wasn't a game. This game could have been so much worse if it wasn't for a couple offensive penalties that took plays back, dropped passes by the wide receivers. I mean, there. This game could have been even more out of hand than the, than the you know twenty three point loss that it was for Philadelphia. But I mean, when when you look at it, and uh, do, do we got somebody calling in? No. Okay. Um, when you look at it, um, it just looked like they didn't even care. I mean, the safety Jalen Hurts took, that was one of the dumbest plays I've ever seen. Their, tackle, their effort when it came down to tackling was some of the saddest things I've ever seen. And just overall, I mean, it, this was just... I think the difference... I, and I understand why you say McCarthy and, and Sirianni could both or should both be gone. But the difference is, is that Sirianni had literally week after week of watching his team struggle... Watching his team play bad, watching both sides of the ball not play up to their potential, and ne- never got it fixed. McCarthy still led Dallas to a 12-5 and record. Well,
0: not only did they not get it fixed, though, but didn't they put Patricia in charge of, like, the defense, like, Three weeks left in the year.
1: <laughs> yep, change defensive coordinators. I think they I even mean, changed their uh, offensive coordinator earlier in the year. Like
0: you can't change that stuff, especially when you're th- two thirds of the way, three quarters of the way through the year. You can't start changing offensive defensive coordinators, head coaches, and think your team's going to have success. Yeah. And to be honest, Patricia hasn't had success anywhere. Yeah, he anywhere. wasn't successful last last year as an offensive coordinator in New England. He wasn't successful with the tryhards in, De- in Detroit, where Dan Campbell's actually able to do something with that roster. You know, I I, I don't know. I'm just, I, I don't know how Patricia keeps landing. Jobs I, as, coor- as head coordinators and head coach to me this guy's need to take a backseat maybe special teams yeah. maybe like linebacker coach. coach yeah yeah something yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. for a little while and build back up and get some success first because right now he it's <laughs> he's a joke yeah if i see him coming towards my staff i'll I'm, 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 I'm shutting the doors. I'm locking
1: them. Yeah, no. Nah. You're, You're like, not allowed I'm, I'm in. I'm sorry. New number. Who this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, that, that's how I look at it. But I I, I want to make sure, right, like, because it's so easy to focus on the drastic downfall of what Philly went through this year. It yeah. really is. And before I, I, I go to what I want to say, I just want to add to what you were saying, with just the drama with that team. It was caught on national television, only game being aired. Dallas Goddard literally flipping the bird to Jalen Hurts. And it the way I described it, watching this game and seeing that and just the overall collapse and, and the Eagles getting knocked out, the way I explained it was after the Cowboys lost, I felt like I was trapped in a dark room. And with Philly losing and losing the way they did and the dysfunction in that organization right now, it was like I saw a glimmering light in that dark room. I was still there. Trust me, I I, I did not. If Dallas won, I would. I literally would have been a pig in shit watching the, the Eagles lose. But it, it, it softened the blow a, a touch. So I, I I do gotta say that. But really, I think the main thing that needs to be talked about from this game is can we just give some credit to Baker Mayfield and and this Tampa Bay team that was literally expected to fall off the earth. He's
0: playing once, with a chip? once
1: Brady left, and I mean. Baker was brought in for a quarterback competition with Kyle Trask. Not like, oh, the starting job's yours and Trask is our backup. For anybody that really watches football, you've seen Kyle Trask play. He's not an NFL starting quarterback by any means. But here's what
0: I'm going to say to you. Because I've I've said it since the dawn of us been doing uh, shows together. It's not where, like, where you draft. It's who's drafting you. How do you use the draft picks? There are certain teams out there that know how to use draft picks. Well, if you get drafted by the Cleveland Browns, more likely than not. Now, granted, they've had some success lately. But if you've been a quarterback drafted by Cleveland, you're doomed for failure. You're doomed (laughs) for failure. They've had some success in other positions. But you name me one starting quarterback they've drafted that they've been able to produce and have, it's not there. Baker's the closest you've had. They had to go out and trade for Deshaun Watson and then use three other quarterbacks this season just to get where they were. Now, granted, overcame a lot, more, but they don't draft quarterbacks well. Guess what? Baker was a fantastic quarterback in college. The guy knows how to play the position. But when you get drafted to a team that literally doesn't know their ass from their elbow, like you, you it's hard to succeed. Anywhere. So he had a really rocky start to the beginning of his career. People wrote him off. Well, guess what? Now he gets a fresh start in Tampa with a Mike Evans, a Chris Godwin. Like, they have weapons down there. And crazy enough,
1: Evans and Godwin didn't even do do
0: much of the damage in that game. No, no, they didn't. They didn't. But at the same time, like, he has weapons now. He has weapons that he uh, didn't necessarily have in Cleveland all the time. And... He can now play with a little bit of freedom. One pressure's off. He's now in a quarterback competition. No one's looking at him as a top play quarterback. He was able to focus again on what it takes to be a good QB, and he actually went out and had a pretty good season. And if I'm the Buccaneers, I'm not letting him walk away. I'm not letting him go. I'm I'm probably going to end up re-signing Baker. Why not? What else you got? You tried to draft Kyle Trask, didn't work. If Baker could play and he could sling it, why not get? And he's bringing you to the playoffs, winning playoff games.
1: And his team, If this and is his year one him. with
0: him, if teammates love him, coaching staff loves him, and he's having success, why would you get away from that? Build that momentum. Build it up now. Get offensive line help. Get, get, do other things. Get more weapons. Build the defensive side of the ball and start building a team around him. That's what you do. But their Tampa was the recipient of a guy who was unfortunately relegated in the draft to Cleveland. <laughs> and that's where this sits. And that's why I'm not surprised to see Baker having the success he had because he had that success in college. You know me. Watched a lot of college football. I watched him at Oklahoma. I watched him play. Like, I I, I know the guy has some talent. You know, it's who can bring that talent out of him. Well, yep. they're bringing it out of him a little bit more in Tampa. And you know what? I'm here for it.
1: Yeah, I was I was happy for him and, and just to see him having fun and and yeah, to do it to the Eagles just made me really rude for him. So. so you
0: wanna just transition straight to that game? Let's do that. Let's let's go right there. All
1: right, our 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 preview game. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Well, all right, we did time. every wild card game. Yeah. yeah.
0: we we've touched them all, so now let's touch these. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that sounded so dirty. Um no so Tampa Detroit. I mean, I'm pretty sure we're gonna agree on who we think wins this game. Um and I honestly I, I you wanna I, say it I, together
0: I, on three? Sure. One, two, three. The Detroit. tryhards.
1: Oh, I dropped the ball. Ah, uh, sorry. Right. Yeah, I know what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> the same thing. But yeah, no, I mean I, I just think overall, top to bottom Detroit's a, a be- they have I think they have a better roster. Um I think that with you know hutchinson at end they're going to be able to cause some some issues for tampa bay and pass protection i do think tampa bay is competitive in this game i do not think this is a blowout i do think this is a game that will come down to execution in the fourth quarter um and i i just think detroit has a little bit more um including Two of the nominees for Offensive Rookie of, the, Rookie of the Year, even though we both know it's going to go to C.J. Stroud. Two nominees, including a guy who I have no disrespect towards Gibbs, had him in my fan, one of my fantasy leagues. But simultaneously, I still thought, I, just, I don't get the idea of drafting a running back in the top ten. We've seen how it works out in the long run, and I just don't understand it. And it worked out for Detroit this year unlike on, on Atlanta, who, you know, even had a healthy scratch of, of B, you know, B. John Robinson, who they took, what, sixth, fourth? Like, either way. Um, yeah, I, I think Detroit wins this one. I just think I think they're a more physical team. Um, I, and I think as the game goes on, that run game with Montgomery and Gibbs um, and St. Brown, having that play-action ability with St. Brown and, and Porta, um, I just think top to bottom, Detroit – and that's the thing, and and why I sound hesitant when I say this, I think Detroit's just a little bit better, right? Like I don't think Goff is leaps and bounds better than Mayfield, right? Like it, compared, I'd call it a coin toss between the two. But so you see what I'm saying though, right? Like yeah, you look at their receiving cores, like Godwin and Evans, St. Brown, and um, I would have to really go with Laporta as the number two option in the receiving game. But like I'd lean a little more towards Tampa Bay. But they're, like, right there. Offensive lines, I'd lean a little bit more towards Detroit. Run game, I lean more towards Detroit, but not much. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, I think top to bottom, these teams are actually really similarly matched. I just think Detroit, edge-wise, has just a little bit more in their favor.
0: I would tend to agree with you. Um, definitely see it the same way. See it as, you know, again small differences between the two toss up at quarterback. I think I agree with you with uh, a little bit better run game with Detroit. Uh, I think Detroit's defense might be slightly better against Hutchinson. I think being able to get at Mayfield could be a difference maker. I also agree with you that Tampa is going to make it a game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Um, And yeah, I think the tryhards keep trying hard at home. This is the last home game they're going to get because let's face it, I just don't see Green Bay upsetting San Fran. We'll get into that game next. But
1: I'd feel so much better if they did. Right. Sorry.
0: Yeah, you would. Uh, yeah, you would.
1: I'm telling you, man. You want to
0: see the magical NFC North run?
1: The the one cowboy fan uh, that I work with, he looked at me and he he said it perfectly. He was like, I cannot wait till next weekend. I'm like, right? Because once next week's done. All you got to talk about is the games that happened that weekend and the championship games to come. Like, you can move on from the disappointment as a Cowboys fan, and I keep going back to it. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, we we can get to the Green Bay San Fran. I, I, so we're I, both going Detroit, though. We're both going to Detroit. I, I honestly, th- there's only one game where I think we're going to differ on picks. I don't know. You you seem to love Houston more than me if you want. we I mean, we can go to that game, right? If you want to go there next, we'll go there. I mean, you look at that game, and it's going to be the definition of that old argument. Rest or play. Do you want to keep playing? Do you want the bye week? Now, I understand why coaches and players say the bye week. They want the bye week, right? Like, give your guys some time to heal up. I mean, I get it. But we've seen... I mean, hell, going back to a Cowboys memory, 07, Cowboys-Giants. When the Giants go to Dallas, Dallas has the bye week. Romo and Whitner and Cancun, they're they're healing up. They're resting. They're getting themselves, you know, their bodies relaxed and, and, you know, trying to heal up to be ready for a playoff game. And the Giants showed up, punched them in the mouth, and and Dallas had no way to respond to it. Right? Like, can you see something similar like that with this game?
0: Absolutely. But the difference is, is I think... The rest is going to help Lamar Jackson. And that's where I think he's going to come out ready to play no matter what. And I think giving him that week of rest is the best thing you could do because... He is the motor that makes that offense go, oh, whether it's running, whether it's passing, whatever he does on the field is the difference between them winning and losing. So giving him that extra week, especially knowing how hard he plays, how much he puts his body through and how consistently he stays on the field doing it, too, because let's face it. I don't see him as like a really injury prone guy, and he's even a guy who just signed his contract. and normally like you have a damn Jones just signs his contract gets hurt That's not Lamar Jackson. That's why I wanted Lamar Jackson last offseason so bad. But anyway, I think the rest (laughs) helps Lamar Jackson. And I think Baltimore is a seasoned team. They've been here. They know what to expect. They're at home. I think they're going to be up for this game. They've now had multiple weeks of tape to watch on Shroud and what this offense is doing. I expect Houston to come out and give it hell. I expect them to come out and, and make it a game. Would I love to see him win? Yeah. But am I going to pick him to win? No. Um, and that's just because I think Lamar Jackson's too good. I think he's on a collision course for whichever other quarterback, whether it's Mahomes or Allen coming out of the other game. I think it's a collision course as far as they may be the three best quarterbacks, you know, in the league or, you know, three of the top five quarterbacks in the league. And they're going to have to punch each other in the mouth. And oh, I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see all of that So I just As great a story as Houston's been I think they have a great window For the next four to five years Ahead of them oh, before, yeah. they and Anderson, yeah, yeah. before they have to start paying Will Anderson Before they have to start paying CJ Shroud And Nico Kyle And all these other guys Tank Dell and all these other guys they have a great window of young talent here that I think we're going to see them in back in the playoffs for the next few years. So I think we'll be talking about Houston in the future, but I don't think that future goes any further than this week, unfortunately.
1: You know it's actually crazy? This is Nico Collins' third year. That tells you how bad the quarterback play in Houston's been over the last two years. Give the guy who can throw, give him the guy that can throw him the ball and he, he's he, in play, one. he puts out. So um and tank Dell was a beast before he got hurt too. So oh, I yeah. mean, listen, they have they're gonna be a
0: fun team to watch. They're gonna be exciting, but I, I me personally, I just think the run ins, I think the rest help Baltimore. Yeah. Um they've been here, they've done that, and, and they're and ready I, for that And future.
1: I think you look at Houston almost as a Cinderella story, right? Won the division in week eighteen, you know, have a, a huge blowout win against Cleveland in the wild card round that nobody thought they would win. But if there's one thing anybody that knows the phrase "Cinderella team" at some point it comes to the end. You don't actually get your glass slipper and, and marry the prince, right? Like that's usually how it works. And I think Houston's your Cinderella team. <clears throat> I think the other thing talking about, you know, health first or rest versus you know, playing this bye week. Opened up the opportunity for Mark Andrews to potentially play on Sunday. Or, I'm sorry, Saturday. And Zay Flowers is back in practice. So, their most dangerous wide receiver and Lamar Jackson's favorite person to throw the ball to. Doesn't really matter who you put at running back for them. Because Lamar is such a threat at running back that it, it basically makes whoever the other person that can run the ball a danger. Um... But, yeah, I, I think Houston's a great story. I think Houston's a team that plans on being there with the Baltimore's, the Kansas Cities, the Buffalo's, the Cincinnati's um, for the next several years. Uh, and, you know, if you're a Houston fan, age is on your side because most of your best players are – 25 or younger um sounds like a madden franchise i'd put together because i just love to put yeah right. let me get all the young guys <laughs> and you can cheat madden and give the give them you know a seven year contract for you know a dollar if you want to so salary cap even if it's on it doesn't really matter in madden so like that that houston has that opportunity over these next couple of years as, as long as stroud's on that rookie deal um but nico collins being his third year next year that means that's gonna be his contract year they're yeah. gonna have to make decisions on him which you, you never know, right? I I mean, you got to pick and choose where you put the money, and and that's where their GM is going to come into play. But that man was aggressive in this last draft, um. you know, taking Stroud with the two-pick, trading up to the three-pick to get Williams. Um, to, just You mean Will Anderson? Uh, uh, was it Anderson? No? Ander- yeah, Will, Will Anderson, not Williams. Sorry, Will Anderson. Um, but, you know, to have the number two pick and then still trade up to go get this uh, pass rusher that's already showing he's going to be able to play in this league bold moves and if you're a houston fan you got a lot to be excited about uh moving forward but yeah i think baltimore is going to uh move on to that uh afc championship game thank god it's not called super divisional round weekend sorry (laughs) i'm so happy we're not saying those phrases so
0: super wild card weekend i
1: I think we both want to say the best game what we would assume is going to be the best game this weekend for last so i think we hop back to the nfc um
0: which game I think we're both going to agree on pretty much. So it's going to be, we don't have to hit on it too hard, but I mean, San Fran should it, punch him in the mouth.
1: If I can not have to talk about the two fr- two franchises outside of our division that I hate the most, I'm more than okay with it. So give me San Fran the win. and Listen, but to be honest, they're the better team on paper. They're the better team on the field.
0: They have one of the best overall players in the NFL period, point blank in Christian McCaffrey. They have a top-five tight end in, in Kittle. They have Debo Samuel. They have Ayuk. They have, I mean, weapons galore. Brock Purdy, you know, granted, stumbled a little bit late, but I think he'll be all right. I think he'll pull it together. Um, and that defense, you know, they're they're tough. So I look at this. Green Bay's got to go out west. They're playing an eight fifteen game. I just don't know. I think Jordan Love's magic is gone. I think this is where the uh, end of the road is for that cinderella story plus i just don't see an all nfc north nfc
1: championship game coming <laughs> <laughs> oh man bears and vikings fans would be pissed um meanwhile it, we have uh four teams who
0: couldn't get out of the first round or yeah or, and they're drafting a, in the top six uh, two drafted in the top six two couldn't get out of the first round
1: so Woo! yeah good good times good times. Um, but no, overall, to me, San Francisco, all San Francisco needs to, in my opinion, to to win this game and represent the NFC in the Super Bowl um, is just to stay healthy. That's it. That's literally all they need. They got more talent than everybody. I mean, it's arguable they got more talent than everybody in the playoffs, AFC or NFC. But for right now, before we start worrying about, you know, that, that those matchups, like, fred warner stays healthy trent williams stays healthy purdy and mccaffrey stay healthy everything else i mean look Debo samuel yeah he's very important but those four guys stay healthy i i really have a hard time imagining anybody at least in the nfc being able to knock san francisco off so um and again i you know with dallas out I, i will be pulling for san francisco in general um to to actually win it all so I can't believe I just said those words and it's recorded. We'll get into it. we'll. we'll <laughs> all right. Well, I, I, you'll have to tell me why later. Um, but we
0: can shift over then. So we both got San Fran, We both got Baltimore, we both got Detroit. So it looks like there is one game we may actually differ on. I think this we'll have is the to find, only
1: one that has a chance.
0: Has a chance, but it's probably the best game of the weekend by far. Could be your AFC Championship game. Good enough to probably even be your Super Bowl game. Um, Kansas city at Buffalo, both teams can play in the cold. I'm not hundred percent sure what the weather forecast is for this weekend, but I don't think it's going to matter much. Um, I think both of these teams are ready to go. I think they're so evenly matched. I expect it to be a fight down to the fourth quarter. Um, Mahomes versus Allen, probably the biggest storyline. Is it Peyton, you know, Brady? Is it that kind of level? I don't know. We're going to have to wait and find out. Um, they, If they keep running into each other in the playoffs like this eventually, but at some point, Buffalo and Allen are going to have to get over that hump and they haven't been able to do it. So... Mm, I, I'm still tossed up, so if you know where you're going, I'm going to let you take the lead
1: here. I 100% know where I'm going. Where are you going? I've, I've known since the matchup got set. This is Patrick Mahomes' first career road playoff game. This is Josh Allen's arguably his best opportunity to make it to the Super Bowl. I don't think... Those are coincidences. Whoever wrote the NFL script before the year started had it planned this way. Um, and I think you see Buffalo finally take out Kansas City. And I actually wouldn't be surprised if they won by two scores.
0: Wow, that's, yeah. that's a bold statement. Yeah. That's a hot take right there because uh, uh, two calm. scores, if you're calling it, it could be a two-score game. I mean, I'm I mean listen, ten, I think you're putting minimum, a little too much on ten. Mahomes, you know, it being his first road game. Don't forget, he, he has been on the road playing at a neutral site in the Super Bowl. They've so got he knows no what he, weapons.
1: He, Outside of Kelsey, they've got no the weapons. Kid Rice has
0: become a weapon. And what does Baltimore have? Outside of Stephon Diggs, they don't have a... Big,
1: t- big, big game, uh, what's his name? Davis? Big game Gabe. Big game Gabe. Dalton Kincaid. Uh, I got to be honest. Cook, this is where we're going. This game. is where we're
0: going different because the more you talk, the more it emboldens me <laughs> to take Kansas City. Because I'm sitting here going, but wait a second. Why is he downplaying the fact that Mahomes has won all these matchups? Why is he downplaying that uh, the Swifties me, are going to be in the building me, cheering on me, Kelsey? Give me Buffalo by at and least why- ten. Uh, see, I think he, I think you could be wrong. I think you're putting too much into Mahomes' first road game in his in his playoff career. Again, I don't think because of where it is, it's going to be like a home game for him as far as weather goes. Like it's not going to be too much different weather wise, so that's not going to be a factor for him. And the crowd, yeah, you want to say the crowd's going to be a factor? It probably is, but at the same time. He's going to have the Swifties there. So, and I'm rolling. But the Swifties. I I mean,
1: are you checking Taylor Swift's PR? Like, do we know she's going to be there? Or we're just assuming.
0: She was there this past weekend in negative 30
1: degrees, dancing in the box. In a room with. Heat. What do you think? They don't have rooms with heat up in the, up above, uh, Buffalo? Sure they do. <laughs> Not for Taylor Swift. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, Listen, Taylor Swift can get a whatever. Exactly. She, she she's, wants, gonna, get, exactly. The hell she she,
0: she's gonna she's gonna buy this week. She's like, gonna there, have a
1: permanent residence. It, it, it is scary to think that there is actually people that are gonna buy tickets to this game, spend hundreds of dollars to go to this game only because they're there because of Taylor Swift. I mean the fandom of So don't hate on T-dump. Oh, I ain't got nothing against Taylor Swift. Me uh me and Amanda don't got a couple Do you better of not T- have anything T-Swift, against Taylor Swift songs we, Oh my god, okay. But yeah, no, I look, bro, I'm moving from the Swifties. I, I'm not, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. Listen, but I do, listen, but I if I you want to root
0: against the Swifties, you root against the Swifties, but I'm going with the
1: Swifties. <laughs> look, I ain't got no rooting interest in this game at all.
0: But I had a buddy pi- Swiftie in pick, high school. But the
1: pick I'm making, I'm going with the Swifties. Give me Buffalo. No, you're wrong. You're I, com- wrong. I, this not, is where. Not just that give me Buffalo, but confidently give me Buffalo. You're not going to. You're not going to. You're not proving me did like not you see the error of your ways in the
0: Miami week? game? Didn't no. you see the errors of your ways picking no. against Kansas City once?
1: I mean, I see you're the You're going to do it to yourself again. I saw the you're error You're going to do it to way. yourself no, again. No, not. Buffalo's going home with the dub. All right. All right. So, last question I'm going to
0: bring up to you my buddy timmy gave me this idea earlier we're gonna kick it off here third episode of die on this hill we're gonna have a die on this hill question at the end of the show here i haven't brought this question up to you before
1: oh man so you're gonna hit me with one that we didn't even discuss pre-show exactly because it's right in front
0: of us it's been right in front of us the entire show (laughs) do you Yes or no, believe in the conspiracy theory that is out there that the NFL uses, and you can predict the Super Bowl based on the colors of the
1: logo for the Super Bowl emblem they use. So, w- what's next year's too? Roger said it on uh, what's it? McAvish, that I'm not sure. Uh, I'm like not green, sure if next year's colors, green, colors, but this, green year's, and something, so this, this year's, year's colors line Jets. up
0: to be Baltimore and San Francisco. If you look at it, those teams, I mean, you could even maybe mix in Tampa Bay there, but it looks like it's going to be Baltimore, and it looks like it's going to be San Francisco, and that was predicted based on this at last year. So, I mean, I want to know, yes or no, is there any validity to the
1: conspiracy theory behind the NFL Super Bowl logo colors? Okay. First and foremost, before I go... Say what I'm gonna say. I'll answer your question with a yes or no. No. Then and you're wrong. You're wrong, because it absolutely is. It absolutely is. No, this goes back this goes roll, back to the sports they, zone days. They Holy they no, 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 no. This, this goes back
0: to the sports zone days when I flat out called we were gonna have a Harbaugh bowl. These are the type of conspiracies I talk about, and they end up coming true. It was true that year, it'll be true this year. We're looking at a Baltimore-San
1: Francisco Super Bowl. The NFL has spoken. Okay, just to be clear here, my no is not related to the fact that me thinking Baltimore and San Fran won't end up facing each other in the Super Bowl. My my no. So the NFL my, is just that good my, at my,
0: predicting the colors? It's only happened like
1: three times. Aaron Rodgers is a conspiracy theorist. I like. Look, I'm sorry. I'm, I kind of like this they, one. I'm they, going with it. They, I like it. They literally rolled it. they one. rolled this out before last year even ended. That's where
0: people talk about the NFL script.
1: Oh my god. I'm sorry. And listen, I let's just, be
0: honest, nothing stops the we NFL. We have
1: all seen enough football. You're so you're telling me, right? That the NFL doesn't want the number one ratings getter in the world in the Dallas Cowboys to not be in a Super Bowl. That's what I'm telling you. You're t- you're telling me that the Cinderella storyline of a Houston Detroit Super Bowl, the NFL doesn't want that. No. You're telling me the sweetheart and face of the NFL and Patrick Mahomes, the NFL doesn't want him there again. Nope. They want you Lamar Jackson.
0: Rid- rid- do you ever people hear what I'm sabre- dealing
1: with? Do you hear this? I'm just saying this, this is, is die on the hill question. This is the shit. I'm dying we, on we, the hill. We, this we, is we, we, what I do. I'm we, die- we I, talk I, about I like this conspiracy theory. Ideas. It makes sense three. to me.
0: And I, I'll three. tell you what, we're going to have to put it to the test three. next three year with next one year's one on logo me. and see if those are the teams. I don't know what next year's I logo is. So by next show, I will look it up and we can talk about it again. But I'm telling you right now. I'm buying into this. Get Baltimore
1: and San Fran, according to the logo. I know green is one of the two colors, which means it's, it either would have to be the Packers or the Jets. You think either one of them playing the Super Bowl next year? Is it
0: that color green, or is it more of like a turquoise green where it's like a dolphin? No,
1: it's a darker green. Darker green. So like how they have like the purple, it's a little lighter, and the red's a little darker. Yeah, I, yeah. I get how it matches up with the team colors. But supposedly the darker color of the two colors is supposed to be green. That only, and then what's the, the other color? I cannot. Oh, man, you're going to make me. Uh, I'm going to make
0: you do it because I'm dying on this hill right now. I tell, this is what the show is about. Thank you, Tim, for giving me this idea because, you know, it's just what we're going to do now. But I love it. And I, I love the fact that we're going back and forth so much on it. Um but yeah, I love I love the uh, logo. So yeah, give me give me what next year is this?
1: Uh, do they not? I don't know if it's been released yet. Well, I, how ro- do you know ro- green's ro- in that? Rogers said that it was green and something. I I'm going. You gotta look up fifty four Super I'm, Bowl uh, like. Fi- I have it. LB oh. th- I I oh no wait I'm sorry, it's four eyes.
0: Yeah, you're missing an. No, isn't it IV?
1: Oh, it is IV. See, I never was good at Yeah, see, at it's Roman, IV. Roman yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: It's a Was it middle school we learned? Uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> I don't I mean, know when on. I remember. I can't even remember what I had for dinner last night. You want me to remember <laughs> what I learned in middle school? I mean, Jesus.
0: None of them look official.
1: Yeah, none of them. And then like this, right? This was the one where San Fran and Kansas City played in freaking Miami just a couple years ago. Neither one of their team colors are in here. Get the hell out of here with this crap. I'm sorry. I'm not having it. I'm not listening to it. I don't believe it. Um, and if it holds true for years and years to come, fine.
0: Is it gonna? It's, it could be the new Madden curse. You don't know. We don't have a Madden curse it's not anymore. A curse Maybe this is your
1: team basically guaranteed a Super not Bowl. It's not a curse, but like I mean, before, at the same time, it, it's
0: just something fun that you can look at, talk about. Before Are the they, prior
1: year Super Bowl is played, they're like, "Here, we already know who's playing next year." Yeah. It's the NFL script. <laughs> I did love the skits they did making fun of that script thing where they had like the script reading and they had some of the players. Yeah, yeah. Around, was that and, like, SNL? You some players are like, oh, come on. No, like the NFL made a commercial for it. They made a, uh, made a joke out of it. It was awesome.
0: I don't know if I saw that.
1: Oh, dude, I can't. That is something that you would just genuinely love. Um, I'll see if I can find it for you as we wrap this up. Um but yeah, it was hysterical. They like literally are sitting around a table, yeah. Oh, see, so it came out August 25th, so before the so season. So before even started. this year, so they're yeah. kind of making fun of it. Yeah. All right, so they were just having fun with. So I'll, I'll pull this up for you so you can watch it when uh, when we wrap this up. But it is freaking hysterical. And w- it, what's his name from Kay and Peel? Um, he's he's your you know comedian in it. But uh, yeah, so. Look, man, a lot to uh, a lot of games. Um, you know, four games this weekend. I think are going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, I don't. I'm think glad
0: there's no Monday night game. Like, can we just get? Uh, I'm just going to throw that out there. Very happy there's no Monday night game. Yeah,
1: I, Saturday, Sunday. That's all you need. If there's six games, three on Saturday, three on Sunday. Give me a one, a four, and an eight, and let's move on. The Monday night game is just dumb, and it's also unfair, right? Like. And which did, one of these did, games can going to be on some streaming service I can't watch? No, no uh, everything is... Uh, you got ABC for the Houston-Baltimore game on Saturday at 4.30. CBS on... um Or Fox on Saturday at 8.15 is Green Bay-San Francisco. 3 o'clock on Sunday on NBC is Tampa Bay-Detroit. And then 6.30 on CBS is Kansas City-Buffalo. So. I did
0: hear that on Peacock they pulled $28 million, So... I don't know how they got that number. I don't know where it came from, but apparently twenty eight million. But I think like the Detroit game pulled like thirty four or something like that. So the green, they're missing the out. Thirty seven. So. The Green
1: Bay Dallas game pulled over forty. Yeah. Like, so
0: I don't know if streaming is the way to go. I'll be yeah. honest. I, I but uh in the same breath, they're going to do it more and more. Oh, yeah. Like as seasons go on. You're going to have to have four different streaming I mean, services plus cable plus re- to be able to watch an well, NFL
1: week. What was it three years ago when Amazon bought the rights to Thursday Night Football and people were going out of their freaking mind about it? And now, oh, yeah. now, now, a Thursday night game being on anything but Amazon would confuse the hell out of people. They'd be like, what the hell is going on? So, I look, I hope it's not the case, but it is the reality of the situation. And I just it's hope ha- these and games have fun to be. I just hope these games are fine. I, I think I think every game's gonna be fine. I think the only game that has a chance to truly be a, a blowout is is the San Fran Green Bay game. And the way Green Bay looked against Dallas, I gotta believe they're they're gonna at least keep it in close. You would hope so. That's all I can say is you would hope
0: so, but at the same time
1: I mean I really if, don't if it, give a crap if, about Green if, Bay. If was, like oh my father likes Green
0: Bay, so I can't say that. But at the same time, like I just I don't want to see him anymore. I'm good. You had your Cinderella story. You beat the Cowboys and made me laugh. Now I'm done with you. Just <laughs> relegate yourself back to the uh, oh NFC North, God. and we'll, we'll we'll try again next year. Oh Did, you know, uh, Let's be honest. If you see Green Bay in the Super Bowl this year, if somehow they get lucky enough to beat San Fran, and then you have your NFC North, the, the, you know, a, a NFC championship game. Like, I, and they somehow make it to the Super Bowl. I just, I I think it's unwatchable. I don't want to see any of these AFC teams face Green Bay in the Super Bowl.
1: No, I mean, honestly, I think San Fran and Detroit are the two two teams out of the NFC. You want to have a chance to to play in the Super Bowl. Detroit for the story and and San Fran for the talent, but. It'd be one hell of a story if the the tryhards got there. That's why they play the games, right? I mean, me and you talked about that Dallas-Green Bay game last week. Like, there's no way Green Bay goes in there to win. And I even told you. Like I said, if Green Bay gets ahead early, Dallas is in trouble. But I still think they can come back and win. But I think Dallas wins this game with no problem. And instead, they got smacked out of their own building. So I'm done talking about this game.
0: I'm done I with think it. we're I done talking on. in general.
1: 2024, 20, okay. 2025 NFL season. I've moved on to that as a fan. Yeah, now we're just team.
0: into seeing who makes Super Bowl, having some fun. But as always, I appreciate you being here, my friend. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. Anybody out there listening, you get any comments, questions, concerns, uh, opinions yourself, throw them out there. We'll get them on here. Again, big shout out. Thank you to my buddy Tim for giving me the idea on the die on this whole question of the day. Glad we got that in. And uh, till next time, my friend, where can people find you?
1: Uh, you, uh, damn, what the hell's my uh, Twitter? I think it's hastings 23 I think it's David, David Hastings23. Hastings 23. 23. Yeah, David Hastings23. on <laughs> uh, It's not Twitter, it's X. I keep forgetting that. I'm still not used to it and I don't like it. Get like an Instagram. Twitter.
0: People have been telling uh, me to get an Instagram. Believe it or not, I don't have one. I got one for my dog Louis, our unofficial third host of the show who hangs out here with us, plays some tugs. He occasionally might hear a little whine or two. He's always here with us. He has an Instagram. This guy doesn't. I haven't had an Instagram since Nikki K
1: hacked ours and I quit Instagram. Oh my god. 12 yeah.
0: years ago. Or eleven god, years ago. St- I've never
1: st- been back st- since. Still rocking Instagram. I just I don't post a lot. I mean, I've had it for like 8, 9 years now and I think I have like maybe 20 total posts. So, I'm a pretty boring follow on Instagram. Um but yeah, you can find David Hastings on Facebook. Yeah, well, I'll be sharing uh, the link once uh, Eric puts it up, so this way, anybody that's friends with me that isn't friends with him can see it. And um, happy to die on this hill with you anytime I can, my man.
0: Awesome. You can find me at the Living Legend on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Uh, if you want to follow Louie, he's at Louie Aussie Dude on Instagram. Our <laughs> unofficial third host in the studio <laughs> here, and. uh Until next time, everybody, don't be afraid to have an opinion and uh, die on this hill.